find a posture you can sustain for about 40 minutes or so. You know, it doesn't really matter if you're sitting on the floor or if you're sitting on a chair, but what's really important is that you have a straight back and both of your feet are on the ground or on, the, or on a cushion. Because, you know, the stability of the body is going to encourage stability of mind. That's why we, you know, need to find a posture which is sustainable. You know, they're allowing the body to rest on the cushion and the mind to rest on the body. Just like the body rests on the cushion. Just very simple. You know, and, and for some people, you know, sitting in that way is, is, is kind of unusual. They can, you know, can feel a little bit a little bit threatening in some way or another. You know, to sit with just an you know open heart. You know, not slumping, not slouching, but really sitting up. And then if that feels kind of strange, you know, if we are not slumping our shoulders forward, if that's something unusual to just take that in as information. But but just doing it anyway. And, you know, just reflecting on your motivation, what has brought you here today. You know, why, why are you practicing? And then pointing the mind to the present moment. By you know, becoming, you know, really aware of the body sitting and breathing in and breathing out. No need, you know, to force the body to breathe in any particular way, but just like breathing. 
But also maybe I want to say, you know, meditation isn't about having a different experience, but it's just about being with your experience as is right now. Not in order to get away from unpleasant feeling or whatever's pain or whatever's happening in, in your body and mind. It's, it's about being with it, fully turning towards it. really taking interest in the breath. How is the breath? Is it long? Is it short? How is it? Then just maybe taking in the whole body breathing. Just in order to stay with that uh, process, we need to put in some energy. Just, you know, not allowing the mind to go down those established ways of thinking, but rather staying with the simplicity of body breathing. That definitely requires some energy and some interest, curiosity in the way things are. And even if you can apply that energy, the whole process starts to settle a little bit. Smoothen out a bit.
knowing that you are breathing in when you are breathing in and knowing that you are breathing out when you are breathing out. Yeah, and so by really staying very present with that process that teaches us about impermanence. Not by thinking about it, but by really fully experiencing it and allowing it, you know, to deeply penetrate the body and mind, this truth. It doesn't, you know, look or uh, sound very much, but it is powerful. By osmosis, you know, we are learning this. But just being consciously with it, it is everything can teach us. It's a very subtle process which, you know, first works on a very unconscious level and then slowly becomes more and more conscious as we see that our ways of thinking and acting are changed through deeply understanding the true nature of things, of experience. And it's all, you know, it's all rather simple, but it's not easy to do. because of the vastness. We are like, like fish in water, we, know, we don't know that we are wet. We don't discern those truths if we are not intentionally paying attention to those features. And that's what the meditation training is all about, you know, to turn the mind intentionally towards certain features of the natural processes, which we usually overlook. So, you know, making ourselves familiar with the truth, cultivating familiarity with the way things are, and the word bhavana in the Pali language means to cultivate or familiarize, and the word gom in the Tibetan language means the same meaning. So paying attention to our experience in a way which we need to put in some effort to sustain that. Because it doesn't come easy, because we usually pay attention to where we can get more pleasant feeling tone and where we can get away from unpleasant feeling tone. That's how we are conditioned. And we need to step out of that duality into a simple interest in the way things are. And mindfulness is the way to do this, but then it also needs some other Elements, you know, to reinforce the power of mindfulness, such as, you know, clear comprehension of suitability and precepts. 
they are very important in order to really go deep. And if some of you feel a little bit drowsy, open your eyes and take a deep breath. Put in a bit more energy in the posture. Sitting up, you know, really expressing your interest in truth by the way you're sitting. Taking your seat. It's not about meditation, isn't about, you know, relaxation or about, you know, just having a bit less stress in our lives so we can consume better, but it's about cutting through ignorance. And by, you know, getting to know the way things truly are and being changed by that from the inside out.
just in giving experience space so it can take place without us pushing and pulling at it, letting it just do its thing. And through not resisting it, but pushing and pulling at it, it starts to settle. The mind starts to collect. That's what samadhi is all about. If there's a certain settledness, you know, that the mind is collected and aware of objects arising and ceasing, thoughts, feelings, mind states, just being aware of changing nature of those, like clouds moving through the sky. They're just appearing and disappearing. They don't leave any trace behind. No need to hold on to those clouds, to make more out of them. But remembering, in a way, why am I meditating? We are meditating in order to, you know, train the capacity to let go. And resting in the knowing rather than becoming the different objects which are rising and ceasing, such as the thoughts and feeling tone, mind states, just letting them be what they are. And allowing them to display impermanence, instability, and emptiness.
And then we can turn our awareness away you know, from objects, but becoming aware of the knowing itself. And the knowing which permeates space, which permeates emptiness, doesn't end at the walls of this room. We are in awareness. So dropping the the object of you know thoughts or body or breath and just the subject the knowing becoming aware of itself. And the objects are still arising in the background, but our mindfulness is with the knowing. Then I was dropping the eye in the background of the knowing. You know, dropping the burden of the ego. It's not. It's not needed for knowing to happen. Happen. Knowing is happening. Without me needing to be there. It's just knowing. Knowing. Knowing itself. This is like stripping away one layer after the next. No object, no subject, just knowing. Doesn't belong to anybody, it's just empty knowing. And that's what's left the concept of empty knowing because it cannot really be named, but because we are doing Buddhist practice, we call it empty knowing. But we could also call it God if we are Christian or many other names out there in different cultures. They're all pointing towards the same thing, or rather nothing, 
pointing towards the same nothing, no thing, because it's not a thing. It's the unconditioned in Buddhism, or Nibbana. Inclining the mind towards liberation by having a taste of a temporary liberation of the mind when there is no objects dominating. just like taking in that peacefulness of that state while at the same time knowing it's impermanent
in a few minutes we're gonna hear the bell and just you know reflecting on impermanence coming to the end of the sitting paying attention to endings. It's also something we need to train ourselves in. We're usually much more interested in beginnings. We hold a lot of promise and novelty. But in order to pay attention to endings, we really need to put in some effort. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.